Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I hope you had a great weekend. And hopefully you'll listen to my interview, episode 218 with Brad Kearns. This is the third time I've had Brad on, and um, he's a mentor of mine, someone that uh, definitely helped me out when I first started my podcast. Uh, and we touched on all about restrictive dieting, uh, how to lose that spare tire, and some great healthy habits that you can bring into the next year. So really enjoy, always enjoy my conversations with Brad. Definitely check that one out. Uh, today, I want to touch on, sort of based off my last conversation around sleep, we're going to get into gut health. These are some questions that came up from some clients um, from the internet. Uh, so if if there's something, is there if there's a question that I've missed, you can email me, brian at briangrin.com, and maybe I'll add that to one of my micro podcasts. Um, regarding gut health, we hear it all the time. I just did a great podcast interview with uh, Colin Stuckert. So check that one out. That was done, gosh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and we talked all about some good steps to take to support a healthy gut. And I'm going to touch on some of that today, but also uh, get into some other questions that came up regarding gut health. I mean, one of the, the main questions is, is why should you focus on gut health? I mean, first and foremost, uh, you've heard about this gut brain access. Uh, and you know, the gut and the brain are tied together. One of the reasons they're tied together is the serotonin that's produced is 90% coming from the gut. Um, so serotonin is known for regulating mood, appetite, and sleep. So, uh, pretty important gut microbiota, uh, can levels can affect, uh, chemicals, neurotransmitters in your brain and certain types of microbes in the gut can directly stimulate the production and release of serotonin and in the cells in the lining of the colon. So 90% of your serotonin production is coming from the gut. So pretty important. Uh, that's just one, one reason to pay attention to gut health. Uh, another reason is just, you know, reducing inflammation in the body. Um, and if you're better able to digest foods and absorb nutrients, you're going to get better energy throughout the day. So a lot of times if people are sluggish, it might have to do with gut health. Um, also too, you know, what, what should you be doing to get a healthy gut? We talked about this with Colin. One of them is pay attention to keeping the acid in your stomach higher rather than lower, low, <clears throat> low stomach acid, which he talked about can be common and essentially, you know, with all these alkaline drinks, such as these alkaline waters, perhaps maybe you shouldn't be drinking those every day and eating healthy animal proteins, which will help promote um, healthy acid in your gut. So what else could you do? Um, you know, probiotics is a big topic. I am, I am a, I am a fan. I've become a fan of them. Um, you know, they're not all created equal. I actually did an interview with the CEO of bio optimizers, Wade Lightheart, and we talked all about his gut health line. So just make sure you do your research regarding that. But I think first and foremost, before you even look at any type of probiotic, 
is just eating unprocessed foods <laughs> and probiotic rich foods like yogurt, uh, fermented vegetables, um, just fresh fruits and vegetables. You know, if if you're sensitive to the vegetables, then maybe stay away. Um, but exercising regularly can also help. Exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, have also shown beneficial um, uh, have shown benefits to gut health, and also can improve your immune system as well. So <clears throat> you got to make sure that you're not eating these foods that are triggering inflammation in your gut. And uh, this could be glutens. I'm going to talk a little bit about something called endotoxins. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But anyways, I would say first and foremost, eating foods that are rich in probiotics, prebiotics, and something called acetic acid, which can help cons- support a healthy gut. Now, some of the foods that contain acetic acid, apple cider vinegar. Um, Colin mentioned that in our talk, sometimes they'll blend a little bit of water with apple cider vinegar, and that'll help get things moving. Certain pickles, even even kimchi. Um, so these are these are foods that have that are rich in probiotics, prebiotics, and acetic acid. Um, additionally, you know, unsaturated fats that are found in nuts and avocado and olive oil can provide fatty acids and fiber-rich vegetables as well can, pr- can help c- promote regularity. Um, I will say after implementing some some fruit throughout my day, it does help me go to the bathroom more and uh, healthy healthy poops, mind you. Uh, so if you're not per- if you're not having regular bowel movements, perhaps you maybe should implement some healthy fruits or even some vegetables. Um, Let's look at some other questions. I talked about exercise. Exercise can definitely have an impact on gut health. Um, It can promote good digestion, uh, increase production of healthy bacteria, reduce inflammation, and alleviate gastrointestinal problems like constipation. So exercise can help get things moving as well. Um, Can alcohol affect my gut? This was a question. Alcohol seems to be the topic in every question. (laughs) Um, Alcohol can... um, it can impact the gut. It can cause inflammation um, in the stomach lining, and that could lead to disturbances in the microbiome and increased permeability of the gut wall. So uh, that's known as leaky gut. Now, it might not be the only reason why individuals get leaky gut. It's not, but it could um, <clears throat> lead to this inflammation. Uh, also, in alcohol also could decrease the absorption of specific vitamins and minerals that are good for vital for, excuse me, for intestinal health. So, um, you know, again, you can enjoy a drink from time to time, but I wouldn't be, be making it a daily occurrence. Um, what about caffeine? Uh, caffeine can help people go regular, you know, coffee can, um, as long as you're drinking a quality coffee bean, that, um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so caffeine is naturally occurring stimulant, obviously found in coffee beans and other plants, tea leaves, cocoa beans, um, there was a study conducted by Harvard Health uh, that indicated that high doses of caffeine may irritate the lining of the stomach and could worsen systems. So this could be when you're in high doses. And I think high doses of any type of stimulate could cause some issues such as caffeine. But I think we all know sort of our our where to draw the line. Hopefully you do and you're not overdoing it with caffeinated beverages. What is leaky gut, which you t- I talked touched a little bit on this already. Leaky gut syndrome, also known as increased intestinal permeability, is a condition 
in which substances like bacteria and toxins are able to pass through the walls of the intestines. doesn't sound so good. This could lead to inflammation, other health-related issues such as food allergies, uh, gluten intolerance, digestive issues, skin problems, and autoimmune disease. So leaky gut is now seems like it's becoming more prevalent. And I think it just has to do with these nutrient deficiencies that we're having from eating processed foods with additives, um, excessive stress, um, and increase in alcohol and sugar consumption. So I would say the best way to prevent and treat leaky gut is to eat a balanced diet that that's unprocessed and nutrient dense whole foods. Um, I've done some podcasts on some great nutrient dense foods. I've done them we, I've talked about it with Brad Kearns, and so check those out. So reduce stress, minimize processed foods, and and try to emphasize nutrient-dense foods. Um, last couple of questions here. This one's on endotoxins, and um, I've had Jay Feldman on. He talks a lot about how endotoxins are one of like the top leaders, uh, could be the, one of the top leaders in in uh, producing many issues with, within our cells within our energy production. Um, and endotoxins also known as liposaccharides, um, are toxins associated with bacteria that could lead to negative effects. So, um, LPS also known as lipopolysaccharides can enter the body and trigger responses such as inflammation. And so common signs and symptoms, fever, abdominal pain, diarrhea. Um, so LPS could be linked to some serious illnesses such as cardiovascular disease and even sepsis. Um, so it's definitely uh, something that is you want to keep an eye on if if you feel like you're you're having these gut issues. Now, how do you reduce endotoxins in the body? Well, I could probably do a whole podcast reducing endotoxins. A lot there's there could be a few different methods you could try. One is removing gluten uh, that could provide some relief. Also, another option is to remove lectins and saponins from your diet. Um, many lectins and saponins are resistance to digestion, and we cannot break them down. And so sometimes uh, this could, uh, if we can't break them down, they consume access within our gut, and they'll they'll create sort of a blocking. So like once they reach the gut, they can bind to the lining of the intestinal wall and block nutrient absorption, change the gut flora, and can break the intestinal wall. Um, so one is removing gluten, two is removing lectins and saponins, um, three potentially nightshade vegetables could be an issue, beans, peanuts, pseudo grains. Um, but what can you do? I mean, regular exercise definitely can help eliminating what I just mentioned above can definitely help. And then just, you know, reducing stress, avoiding heavy drinking, removing seed oils from your diet, canola, sunflower oil, oil, Seed oils seem to be in every packaged good you could buy. Um, and even the things that they make at Whole Foods have seed oils in them. Um, so these are ways that you can manage levels of endotoxin. But it definitely could be a serious issue, and you definitely want to consult your health professional um, if you do feel like you have some buildup in endotoxins in your body. So those are some questions regarding gut health. You know, first and foremost, exercise, reduce stress, avoid processed foods. Those are great steps. And then if you want to add in some probiotics, um, even through, through you know, something like bio-optimizers makes a great one. Um, in my interview with uh, Wade Lightheart, we talk about that. Um, but 
first and foremost, I would focus on the healthy foods and, um, and see how that works. Um, you know, if you have any other questions regarding gut health, let me know. And, uh, hope you have a great rest of the week and I will talk to you on Friday with another great interview. Thanks for listening to the get lean, eat clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.